0: Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name.
1: with Shannon Davis. Praise the Lord. How are y'all doing over there today? Good. How are you, Shannon? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Y'all ready to roll? <laughs> We're ready. All right, everybody, welcome aboard. Hey, we made it. Another week, Friday, September first, two thousand
2: twenty twenty. Your show will go live in five Stand seconds. By. Four,
1: three. I'm a couple seconds two, early today. One. Okay, that's our cue. We're going live now. Radio. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here with Dr. Jonathan Hanson and the team at World Ministries International. Brother Hanson, would you like to open us in prayer? And the mic is yours.
0: Father God, we want to love you. We just thank you. We praise you, Lord. Another day we have of freedom to get the gospel out. and Help us, dear God, as we continue to strive to be worthy of your calling So again, dear God, you can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Every one of us one day will stand before you, give an account for the deeds done in the body, that how we spend our time, our resources, Lord. Sacrifice, Lord. As we learned in our own devotions, dear God, earlier today, Ruth 4, 1 through 6, you could sum it up with the word sacrifice, sacrifice. And Lord, we need to sacrifice our lives for you daily. Lay them on the altar. So bless this time, dear God, and every person that is tuned in, those that should be, dear God, prompt them right now to tune in right now and listen to this program. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm going to play a couple programs I did with uh, Bishop Tobias Nehemiah. Uh, he's a bishop in Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, we talked about tattoos. We also talked about altars and demons. And so uh, we're continuing on the theme of altars. I shared already on altars uh, last week, but uh, the subject is too deep. So uh, sit back and enjoy now all of these that have tuned in to the omegamanradio.com and warning radio and television. Sit back and enjoy this program. God bless you. This is Dr. Jonathan Hanson. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. If you don't know what Eagles Saving Nations are all about, it's trying to save America through the power of the Holy Spirit. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Be a member of Eagle Saving Nation so we can get into the national stadiums and have the power of Pentecost once again touch the believer. So again, instead of Peter running, hiding, lying, they're filled with power and authority. And there's another move of God, a great awakening, a repentance. We need a national repentance to save America. I have with me Bishop Tobias Nehemiah. He's been with me. You've, if you've been watching and listening to my program daily, he's been with me now for some weeks. Although on weekends he flies out and preaches. He is with me again today. Uh, Pastor Tobias, welcome back.
2: Thank you so much for having me again today.
0: You've been here now, and I believe that whether it's America or Kenya where you live, that uh, both countries we're seeing a great falling away. Uh, I know we're seeing it in America. Pastor?
2: Yes, that's true. There is a great falling away. There's a lot of Christians that are in apostasy. And uh, they need to be revived again.
0: You know, the Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, that there will be a falling away. I believe we are in those days, the last days, uh, which scriptures... Uh, classified as a great falling away. I believe the white horse in the book of Revelation is sweeping the world and conquering it by religious deception. Christians today are so naive, gullible, and if I can say outright stupid, that they encourage all manner of evil and immorality, even putting on tattoos and body piercing, as pagan nations have done in the past And still today, around the world, to please their gods, their demons. Leviticus 19.28, and we can read a lot more, and we will, warns, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord, unquote. You know, Tobias, all through America today, it seems like we're a pagan nation. It seems like you're flying into India somewhere where people have tattoos, body piercing. This it doesn't have the appearance, and, and sadly, even in some churches, I mean, this looks like India or maybe parts of Africa or parts of Asia, uh, Korea, where sometimes the, the the demons manifest and and they do so, all sorts of. Damage to their body to please the demons inside of them, including pushing spears through their bodies, uh, walking on knives, walking on coals of fire. Uh, Pastor Tobias again, this seems like we're in a pagan nation America. This does not look like the nation I grew up with, and people, I mean you even see people we were in Costco yesterday with with things in their nose like a pig. I mean that's demonic, Tobias.
2: Yes, like we said, we are in a a falling away state, a falling away situation in our countries. You know, tattoos according to the Bible is associated with witchcraft, according to First Kings chapter eighteen and verse twenty-eight. So when we tattoo our body, we actually defiling our body to the sense that we are associating with ourselves with witchcraft, which God condemns. In fact, according to the Bible the In the Old Testament, the witches were stoned to death. They were not meant to live.
0: And today, again, I know what people will say, and I hear it all the time, but they don't understand their Bible. You know, sin is mentioned throughout the Bible, whether it's Old Testament or New New Testament. Testament. Correct. Would you agree? Yes, correct. Grace is all through the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. Correct. Without grace, all of the heroes of the body, uh, of the body of Christ would not have been the heroes like King David that had killed him if it was the letter of the law.
2: Yes. Yeah, grace, grace is seen all of, you know, I was reading, Dr. Hansen, I was reading my Bible this morning and I was reading Genesis chapter 21 and verse uh, uh, 15 onwards that talks about Hagar crying and God hearing her. Really, that was purely Grace. She wasn't meant because actually she was a slave girl. But because of the grace of God, God had a cry together with her sin, our son, uh, Ishmael. And the Bible says God said to her, don't be afraid. I'll take care of you.
0: I'll take care of the son. That was grace. we living in grace. Totally. I mean, you know, Jesus said those who without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were cities of refuge. Grace was all through the Bible, Old and New Testament. Yes. Now, Jesus fulfilled what grace really meant, so we're not separated eternally from God. When he died on the cross, that was grace nullifying the law of sin and death. What's death? Spiritual eternal damnation. He nullified it if we receive him as Lord and Savior. Pastor Tobias?
2: Yes. Uh, God opens his hand to us. Actually, as we've been saying even in the past, that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. So when we come to him and we openly cry out to him he will he will save us. He will save us regardless of where we are, regardless of what we've done, regardless of our background. God's love is beyond
0: beyond imagination. And I hear these Christians all the time, well that's that's old testament. That's old testament. That's old testament. Sin is through the entire body. Uh, 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 the, the entire body of scriptures. It's it's one book, Old and New. Man separated the books and called it Old and New. It's one book, and sin is sin. Tobias?
2: Yes, sin is sin. Sin is sin regardless of who, whether it, <laughs> you believe in the Old Testament or you believe in the New Testament. But throughout the Old Testament and even throughout the New Testament, Paul even says, can we continue in sin that the grace may abound?
0: God sin forbid. No. Again, people don't understand, just like, let's take it in, in, in uh, if, if you take algebra. Okay, in school, you took basic arithmetic. Now you're in university, maybe you're taking algebra or high school algebra. Well, again, they don't go over basic arithmetic because they assume you know basic arithmetic. So sin in the Old Testament is assumed you know what sin is in the New Testament. They don't have to regurgitate it. We don't teach basic arith- arithmetic and algebra. You're supposed to know it. And we're supposed to know that sin is sin throughout the entire body. Yes,
2: sin is sin throughout the entire body. But you know, sometimes we just ignore it. It's just we simply try to justify our sin, even though we know it is wrong. That is what is happening in the New Testament today. People know sin is sin, but still we just continue living in sin, yet we know it. I simply think that we ignore
0: the sin. Now Dicks Annotated Reference Bible page 140 explains Leviticus 19:28. Tattooing was practiced in various pagan religions and nations from the earliest times as well as markings with all kinds of paint and cuttings in the flesh. These were connected with superstition and disfiguration of the body was an outraged outrage to God and an insult to him who designed the body originally god hates us defiling our bodies
2: device yes god hates us defiling our body in fact uh paul says in first corinthians that when we tattoo to our body we in a sense defiling our body now when paul talks about uh defiling our body in first corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 through it was referring to sin of sex sexual sin but this goes beyond even sexual sin. Defiling our body, could, tattooing is also a way of us defiling
0: our body. And not only that, there's there's lots of evidence that many people get blood poisoning when they go through tattoos. Tobias?
2: Yes, 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 yes. It has been proven, Doctor Hansen, that uh, introducing ink or any other foreign material into our into your body affect your immune system, and may expose you to harmful viruses. And this can affect what is in your bloodstream. Giving blood after recently ge- getting a t- t- tattoo can be dangerous, and, can, and an unclean tattoo, or oh, excuse me, needle, can carry a
0: number of blood borne sicknesses. Well, you were right. It is an unclean tattoo, it's condemned in the Bible. Only people who don't know their Bible don't seem to understand that. It, it, it's amazing how today's generation is so ignorant of the word of God. And I believe that goes from the the, the horrible teaching behind the pulpit yes. where people now are so ignorant that stand behind the pulpit. Many of them should never be there. Yes. You know, there are many scriptures warning believers not to follow the practices of people in or from pagan nations. Who cut themselves or mark, tattoo their bodies in honor of the dead or some spirit being, demon or God. In Hinduism today, people honoring their Hindu gods will stick objects into their bodies and walk on knives and coals of fire. All attempting to appease their gods. Yes. They usually go into a trance as spirits enter them during this process. Many religions have markings, tattoos on their bodies, including many Muslim women. Tobias? Yes, you know, there
2: are so many types of tattoos. And the kind of tattoo you have on your skin can attract demons on your on your life. You may be, it may be a magnet to evil. It, when, when you have a, a certain t- a, a tattoo on your body, it can be a magnet and it can attract certain demons in your life. And those demons can attack you, can, can always torment
0: you. Well, I'll tell you, Deuteronomy 14.1 reads, You are the children of the Lord your God. You shall not cut yourselves, nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. Tobias?
2: Yes. Tattoos damage the skin. And so, uh, God was giving a command to Moses, you are the children of God. As a child of God, don't tattoo your body. It's evil. Actually, Dr. Hanson, me, I'm scared of, of people. Basically, to be honest with you, I'm scared with people who have tattooed their body, who disfigure their body in such a way that they look. They don't look themselves. They Some look pe- something else.
0: Some people look so ugly. I mean, you see women and men in places. Again, uh, you and I recently went to Costco and they're, where, where they're not wearing anything in their arms and they're just covered. And you can tell they're covered in their back. I mean, they look like an animal. I mean, totally not not like a human being supposed to look um you know jeremiah sixteen six both the great and the small shall die in this land, they shall not cut themselves, you know, I don't think they understand that a curse is coming upon not only the land but on them,
2: yes, pastor yes, a curse is coming not only on them but on on us but on them, you know, tattoos like we said, could attract so many things. It can attract even diseases on your body. Oh, it has been proven that it can bring diseases like hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and even HIV. And those things are, those are sicknesses that are not supposed to be in our body. But blood, through blood tattoos illness. Yes, but through tattoos they can come because that is a curse.
0: It is a curse. First Kings 18, 28. They cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lassets. You know, the heathen cut themselves or marked themselves as a sign of honoring the dead or idolatry, the idolatrous worship. In Hinduism, you will see body piercing with rings stuck all over their bodies from their nose, mouth, belly button, eyelids, and genitals just like the youth in America do today. Whether they know it or not, it is witchcraft and rebellion against God, and they open themselves up to demonic forces. Pastor? Yes. Uh, you
2: open up to, to demonic forces. You know, <clears throat> there are people that believe in, I'm sorry to say, but there are Astafarians. You would see them tattooing the, their body with the, the image of, uh, there was this a Ethiopian leader who was called Malesti Mariam, who believed in, the, in the, what they call the grass, and they tattoo their body, and then they invite that, the spirit of this man into their body, and then you become, you begin, you begin to act very violently sometimes, because those spirits
0: attract violence. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, you're watching, listening to The Warning Program, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. This is Bishop Tobias Nehemiah. We're talking about tattoos. Tobias is a bishop in Nairobi, Kenya. 1 Corinthians 3.17, if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Again, we've just talked about, you mentioned, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, even HIV. Uh, we've talked about blood poisoning, people receiving tattoos. Tobias?
2: Yes. <clears throat> Let me repeat again. People with this kind of tattoos normally end up in jail. I'm supposed to say. Sometimes they are affected mentally and uh, they end up in instit- uh, the Sometimes they end up dead. Because uh, the spirit they invite to themselves when they tattoo their body is deadly and dangerous without their knowledge.
0: 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Mm -hmm.
2: Tobias? You know, witches' tattoos, the type of tattoo, involve the use of black magic which the witches use to invoke the spirit or cast spells on somebody, do you not know that you belong to God? If you are a son of God, the child of God, please desist from tattooing your body.
0: 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, who you, have, who you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Another translation closes, therefore, honor God with your body. Pastor Tobias?
2: Yeah, we have to honor God with our body because we are the children of the light. We are no longer the children of darkness. And when we walk in darkness, God will bless our life. When we to our bodies, is still like we are in darkness. And that life, the life of God, the zoo life of God will not shine in our life.
0: You know, you go into the prisons and all of these Uh, People that have sold drugs or sex, uh, uh, people that have uh, raped and killed and all these murderers, their bodies, uh, sometimes their head, their face, their arms, their legs, their chest, their back, covered with tattoos. These are people that have done multiple sex crimes or or killings or murder covered with tattoos. Maybe that should be a clue, Pastor. Pastor.
2: Yeah, it's very unfortunate that some people tattoo even their very private parts. Yeah. I said, I, I don't know what was going on. When
0: you tattoo your
2: private part, what I think about.
0: Well, I think they are so deceived it's, by it's, demons, they're not thinking logically. It's demonic. That's why they kill people and rape people. Uh, it it also can bring you to sexual perversion. The reality is that tattoos do not glorify God. Yes, They're a sign of A generation in rebellion against God and usually against their parents. A generation that does not recognize and realize the fire they are playing with in the area of demonic strongholds. Mm -hmm. And the pagan religions and religious, again, organizations, origins of tattoos and body piercing. Again, it looks like you're walking into a temple in India or just down the streets of India. Tattoos, body piercing, everywhere
2: yes uh, pastor Uh, you know when you pierce your body inviting demonic spirits in your body without your knowledge and they will eventually start working against you work against you work against your family work against everything that you do even in your employment or even your business or even your relationship with your wife or with your spouse or with your husband
0: First Samuel 15:23 reads "For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you. You know I don't think people take these verses seriously, Tobias?
2: Yes. <coughs> remember we've talked about witches tattoos and this type of tattoo involves the use of black magic, which the witches use to invoke a spirit or cast spell on someone.
0: Totally, totally. When people choose to have tattoos and or do body piercing, whether out of rebellion or vanity, it does not glorify God. All rebellion is an offense to God and is like the sin of divination. When done out of vanity, it's idolatry. Both reasons bring a curse along with God's judgment. Do not expect your prayers to be answered or to prosper or to be healed when you are in rebellion or idolatry. Tobias?
2: Yeah. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And God God tells us to desist from it. And so when you tattoo your body and God has, has said clearly, you are the child of God. Do not tattoo your body. Do not cut your body in any form. Then you are basically rebelling against God and against his word.
0: I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you say, I've already been tattooed. Okay. I know a lot of Christians, uh, they've been tattooed some of these people in drugs and alcohol and sex and everything else. Some of them are taking the tattoos off rather than uh, even even having uh, the chance of, of blood poisoning. Now, whether you take it off or not, what you need to do is repent and never put another one on. Repent and never put another one on. But people that become saved and they're covered with tattoos, they know instantly. are, there's. I've talked to them. I've interviewed them. They're ashamed of what they did. And like I said, many go through the money and pain to have them removed, Tobias.
2: Yes, I was talking to one person who had a tattoo on his body and he was so surprised to hear that this is something that uh, that is not allowed or is forbidden in the Bible. And uh, he said, what can I do? I said, well, the only thing that you can do is ask God to forgive you. Yes. And God will forgive you. God.
0: That's the most important thing. Yes, yes. And don't do it again.
2: Don't do it again.
0: But that's with any sin. Go and sin no more, he told the woman caught in adultery. yes. Instead of being separate, unique, and a holy people, as we're told in 1 Peter 2 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Most people cannot tell the difference between a Christian and themselves because they live. Dress and behave as the rest of society, not serving Jesus. I mean, that's where we're at today. Yes.
2: We are a holy nation. We are peculiar people. We must make a difference for the world to see us, to shine the light of God, the light of Christ on us, so that we can make a difference to the world.
0: But if you are still lying, cursing, laughing at dirty jokes, uh, drinking having sex, having body tattoos. They can't see the difference in you. You go to India where, again, uh, they they do these things to bring demons into their bodies or to to give uh, honor to the demons they worship. Shannon Davis said how they build altars in the front yard, the backyard, even with steps and an umbrella to protect the demon. Let me tell you, they see no difference, Tobias. They see no difference at all. You're not peculiar. You're not holy. Mm. You are as ugly with the tattoos as they are.
2: Yeah, uh, it's not just in India. I think this thing is 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 like what they say the in thing is something like a fashion is uh, my swag. You know what they say? <laughs> the swag is my this, That is the way I am. You know, is what people think is the in thing is a something that is new, but it's not new. It is demonic. It is a spirit of from the pit of hell, and it can hurt you. The only thing we can do is to ask God to forgive us and come back to Him.
0: Yeah, you, you know the program I did with Shannon Davis, and again, he talked about altars. They built altars. Mm. And this, we're talking about Indonesia now. But whether it's Indonesia or Asia or Africa or India mm. or now America, people that are in rebellion against God, they look like in every other nation, the same. They, they have body piercing. They have rings out of their nose. Yes. I mean, they have, again, tattoos all over their bodies. You can't, you would think you were in a total pagan nation. Tobias?
2: Yes. Well, you would think you're in a pagan all nation, but uh, we claim to be Christians. So let's change the position of people in the world and let us believe and
0: live like Christ himself. Again, I get back to 2 Thessalonians two 3. We're living in the last days which is classified in Scripture as a great falling away. And that's where we're at. We need another great awakening. Go to my website, worldministries.org worldministries.org Join Eagle Saving Nations. Let's have another mighty revival through America. A great awakening. Let's get into the national stadiums, but we need your help. Join today. We've done already, I've done a program on altars, and we gave examples of even demons uh, from Indonesia. Shannon Davis testified how demons went into the shaman when they took down the altars out of the front yard. Not they, but the landlord. And then he went into this trance. And when they broke uh, the altars, the demons screamed. They wanted to, to go back to the waters. You know, they were marine spirits. And so they wanted to go back to the waters. and And they begged them to take the rubble back to the waters. And that's because now a Christian was going to live in the home. And the person agreed to take down these altars because they did not put them up. They didn't worship. They were already there. But uh, they still had to go through this whole ritual. The shaman had to come, and he became demon-possessed. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't realize how serious demons are. You don't realize how serious altars are. Uh, would you agree with that, Pastor?
2: Yes. Like we said in the past, altars are really, really, really crucial in our lives as believers and as Christians. And like we said, is. Altars are built everywhere. The heathen build the altars, the Christians build the altars as well. So it depends on what purpose somebody is building the altar for. But uh, for Christians, there are issues why we need to build an altar, make an altar in our lives.
0: You know, ladies and gentlemen, as I covered in part one, all throughout recorded history, altars have been erected and used by what one would consider pagan religions. Also Jews and Christians have been conducted on altars to appease their so-called gods. Even today sacrifices like abortion is executed to appease a person's lust, if they have as they have given themselves over to God's evil spirits, as they have elevated themselves to a god to do what is right in their own eyes, again these type of deceived individuals sacrifice their own children through neglect and even murder, abortion, to go on pleasing their own immoral appetites. Tobias, yes,
2: yes, altars are important. Uh, I want just to read First Samuel chapter seven and verse uh, three in relation to the altars. 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 3 says, And some will speak unto the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and astraots from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistine. Some will ask the children of Israel to return to him because they left him. They had gone and built altars, they had gone and worshipped other gods, they have gone and uh, rejected God. And so now, because of that rejection of God, God left them and the enemy, the Philistines were coming against them and killing them. And uh, they were not living in peace. And so they realized that they needed to go back to God. And so Samuel tells them, return to the Lord. Return to the Lord. When you return to me, I will return to you. So Samuel is telling them, return to the Lord. And as you can see, as we'll be reading the all of it, we'll see if the
0: end results of them returning to the Lord. Now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you just tuned in, you're watching, listening, the warning program, uh, Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as Pastor Tobias Nyamwaya out of Kenya, East Africa. We're talking about altars. Again, you need to understand the demonic, which America has lost that reality. But you can look at my programs. I've done seven programs on demons. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Click on Radio and television on the top button, it will take you to the page. You can watch seven different television programs where I taught on demons, the etiology of demons, where I taught again on movies such as Avatar, uh, what it was built upon, Hinduism and other demonic forces. You need to understand demons are alive, they're real, and they're attacking and beating up Christians in America today. You wrote an article for me on part two, the purpose and need of the altar. You said, altars are built by both Christians and non-Christians. A lady came to my office one day, wanted to talk to me. I sat down and listened to her version of the story. She said she wanted to build her parents a decent house in the village. She had the contractor pull the old structure down, and that is when everything went wrong for her. The father was away when he heard that the structure had been pulled down and the ground had been dug up. He asked if they had seen his pot. The pot had been buried in the ground under the veranda in front of the house. That pot was his altar, his God, his protection and covering. He was upset and told his daughter that the God would hurt her. From that point on, the daughter who was married was unable to give birth. Her legs began to swell badly, and this continued. The medical doctors were not able to diagnose the problem because it was demonically inspired. She was unable to sleep at night and experienced a lot of nightmare. This lady told me that she was very bitter with her father when she discovered what the father had done. Despite my encouragement for her to reach out to her father and forgive him, she refused. Pastor Tobias, comment on this. Yes.
2: Uh, that is a very interesting story, Dr. Hansen. Because here is a person that had built an altar. And this altar was God's that were protecting him, keeping him safe. And he never told his children. And in anybody who could interfere with the altar he had built, regardless of whether that was his child or not his child, would face a consequence. And so this girl did not know that the father had built the altar for his God in front of their house, but she wanted to do something nice. And then, therefore, when they pulled down the building and started digging the ground, they grab, dug the ground, they formed the pot, and the pot was where his god was being kept. That was the altar on which the pot was. And so, when they interfered with that pot, they interfered with the god, with this god. And so, the gods of that in that pot this began to work against this girl's this girl's life, and interfered and began to bring diseases and sicknesses. That was the kind of altar that they had built. So there are many different types of cults that people built. And this was for, for evil. The demons of darkness were ruling that home, the altar of that darkness, of that house.
0: Well, you counseled her to reach out to her father and forgive him, but she refused.
2: Yes, she did. She didn't want to forgive the father, because if she remembered that she could not give a bath because of what the father had done, it really pained her. She didn't realize, she didn't see the need of forgiving her father who had done such evil to her.
0: And you couldn't convince her that if she did not forgive, God then would not heal. The Bible was clear, forgive or I won't forgive you. She had to forgive to get her healing and her protection.
2: Yes, I encouraged her because I, I... I understand the importance of forgiveness. When you forgive, God will forgive you. And actually, not only did I tell her to forgive, I also told her, you get some gift and go back to your father and talk to your father and forgive her. Let that gift, let that father is now, the father is your father, is your father, whether whether you love him or you don't love him, he's still your father. When you go back and lay something in his hand and she'll realize how, how much you love her she will turn away from he will turn away from what the causes is 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 been cast on you and god will hear your prayer and you'll be healed and god will bless you again
0: she had to forgive if she wanted the holy spirit the power of god to protect her from uh this this uh Evil. false god these demonic forces she has to forgive ladies and gentlemen we need to be under the blood in right relationship or i'll tell you what we open ourselves up To demonic attack. Pastor?
2: Yes, we open ourselves up to demonic attack when we don't forgive. Because you're giving the demon a chance to continue terrorizing you, continue terrorizing your life. He can terrorize your life through sickness, through through some uh, needs in your life, and many other things that the enemy can bring when you don't forgive.
0: Tell you what, I remember when I first was a missionary in Singapore. This was a long time ago. Uh, like 1985, 86. And uh, we got a lot of people, Singapore is filled with different religions, with idols and gods, etc. But we went ahead, and uh, I remember leading people to the Lord and removing the altars, Pastor. And then we had a day where I took a sledgehammer and broke them. Now, most people would have been afraid, but I was in right relationship with God, and I was fine. But again, Most people would have been petrified to do what I did. Pastor Tobias?
2: Yes. It it takes boldness. It takes boldness. It takes boldness. Not just boldness, it also takes faith. Because when you have faith to believe that you can go against those gods, they will not hurt you. Because your life is pure, your life is clean. That's why you build an altar. We need to build an altar with a
0: clean heart, a clean, pure heart. The only reason I had boldness is because I had faith in God's protection. Yes. So it was faith that gave me boldness. Other than that, I would have been stupid. Because <laughs> yes. these are real. These spirits are real. Yes. And you're going. they're going to be mad. And you better be right with God and under the blood. Yes. You know... Uh, again, we could go, use an example in Egypt, the death angel that came. You better be right with God and you better stay under the blood. Or if you went outside the home, again, the Hebrews firstborn would have been struck. Too, yes. Because you were not respecting and honoring God or his protection or his word. He said, stay under Love the blood. God. Yes. You got some altars are formed or constructed by the heathen to appease the ancestral dead. You want to talk about that?
2: Yes. Some altars are failed to please the ancestral dead. That is true. That is very common in Africa. I don't know about other other people or Western world or India or whatever. But in other Africa that is very common. We they construct the altars to and to please the ancestral dead because they believe the ancestral dead hear, listen, and not only that they believe the ancestral dead blesses. It can bless your way
0: if you agree with him, or cast you away if you don't agree with him. Well, I've ministered in Japan, and ninety nine and a half percent of Japan is is uh, Buddhist or Shinto and uh, Shinto and they, one of the gods they worship is their ancestors. And so uh, you have to prove your God is more powerful. And I remember uh, there was an evangelical missionary been there 50 years. He says, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. We win them by friendship. And I thought friendship is not going to win them. I don't have 50 years to try to win them. I went there and I did everything he said, don't I challenged the 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 Shintos and the, and the Buddhist wherever I went I used Dr. Mike Kyoto as an example I said this man was a Buddhist demons were cast out of him and demons can be cast out of you. I had salvation and healing everywhere I went, but I challenged their gods and we had deliverance we had healing demons came out of these Shintos and Buddhist pastor oh yes you
2: know. The belief that the dead blesses is even there in the Bible. The scripture talks about soul going back to someone and going to the witch, and uh, the medium witch, and the medium witch brought soul back to him, uh, Samuel back to soul, so that soul someone would speak to soul because soul believed this, the 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 living dead can't speak, and we read
0: that in the scripture is in the first in the book of Samuel. If you believe, you're going to be deceived. You're going to be tricked. And uh, Saul was tricked and Saul ended up killing himself. Uh, Again, these people believe that the dead person lives and hears and has the ability to bless or curse them. Therefore, they do everything up possible to appease their spirit in order f- to satisfy or quell them. Ladies and gentlemen, we must be under the blood, and we must know the truth because the truth will set us free. free. So we're not deceived. So we're not afraid. We we know that our uh, dead ancestors can't bless us or curse us. Hmm. S- evil spirits can, but they can't.
2: Tobias? Yes, evil spirits can, can, can bless you as well. You know, the, the, the medium spirits Oh, you remember in the book of Acts, Paul talks about this, this girl, this demonic spirit girl who, who was blessing and going around and, and speaking blessing. And now he wanted the blessing of God. And Saul said, Samuel, uh excuse me, Paul said, Paul casts this spirit out of her. And as a result of that, Paul was in trouble because these people believed in the blessings of the dead. Of demonic spirits.
0: Yeah, they got mad at him because uh, he he took away their income through this girl. Yes. of, Of fortune telling, so to speak. Yes. Now, you got such practices are common everywhere throughout the world. For example, I remember recently the Chinese were building the southern bypass road connecting to the eastern bypass road in Nairobi, Kenya. Before they started building the road, they slaughtered some animals. I'm not sure whether they were goats, sheep, or cows, but they poured the blood on the road as they walked along to bless their work. Unfortunately, since the work has been finished, there has been many fatal accidents on that road that cannot be explained. Pastor?
2: Oh, yes. oh Not just that road on the bypass. There is also what we call the express road in Nairobi. And there has been so many accidents and people believe that there were were animals that were slaughtered by the constructors that were building those roads. And unfortunately, our people, our leaders who are not Christians don't realize that. So when they go to open those roads, they don't pray again as such. But let me take you back to the road that was built by the Chinese connecting the Eastern Bypass. When the pastors of that area realized what they had done, they started walking on that road, praying again in the spirit of of, of, of the spirit that were, or that were, or the blood that was played by the Chinese, to nullify or anything else that would happen. So, as a result of that, there has been a, the deaths has been minimized because the pastors prayed and they were still praying for it as up to now.
0: Altars are crucial. There are evil, evil altars and godly altars. Um. Tobias, what do you think?
2: Yeah, there are evil altars and godly altars. Uh, the evil altars are the ones like I've, I've given an example of the Chinese building the road and they build their altars. They believe in their God. But there are also godly altars. In the book of Samuel again, David built an altar for God. When David was moved by spirit of pride to, to, to count the Israelites, and he, after counting it, it was not God, God's will for him to count the people to do a census for for the Israel's. And God be, became mad because David wanted to prove his pride, and God became mad with him and wanted to punish him. And uh, when David realized that he had made a, he had made a mistake, he went to God. And what did he do? He went back and built an altar. And the Bible says, David said, I will not build, I will not give to God something that cost me nothing. So he built built an altar, made a sacrifice, and built an altar that costed him something.
0: Amen. Verse 17. Then David spoke to the Lord when he saw the angel who was striking down the people and said, Behold, it is I who have sinned, and it is I who have done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand against me and against my father's house. So David had to build the altar for the plague to stop. There are the altar. He offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. These offerings were not cheap. Again, God requires us to make sacrifices. And many times the sacrifice we offer will cost a lot. Maybe even our own lives in verse twenty four of second samuel twenty four David said, "I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, which has cost me nothing, nothing. Pastor?
2: yes, I will not oh yeah now you know that uh, that that is something uh, I realized sometimes ago that uh, we needed to make build an altar for the Lord, and altars you can build an altar in your home and build an altar place where you you and you and God meet you just go there and pray." And it's not easy going there. Sometimes it you can drag. The flesh does not want you to do it. But you, because you need to build an altar, you must overcome the flesh and be able to make that altar and pray there every day. Because that is a sacrifice you're
0: making. Our lives are supposed to be a sacrifice. Uh, we lay them down on, on the altar, the word of God. And uh, I remember when God spoke to me to start traveling the nations, I had to give up my career, my businesses, law enforcement, etc. Uh, and I was now laying down my life as a living sacrifice. It cost me uh, my career, it cost me my businesses because God wanted me to do something else. And so I have laid down my life as a sacrifice. My father. His father, uh, they were in China. And uh, when the communists took over, they could have escaped. They were warned to get out. My grandfather said no. Um, God said to stay with his church. They said, don't you realize you could be in prison, you could be tortured, you could be killed? And my grandfather said yes. And they were put in prison, a concentration camp. Uh, My father's uh, brother-in-law was shot in the head and killed. They were tortured. But I'll tell you what, it cost them something. They sacrificed. But again, uh, the Chinese church watched their lives Amen. and drew closer to God. And uh, when God brought them out, again, uh, that level of faith, many people then could look to God. Amen. And they were touched by their sacrifice. And it's touched my life. And, uh, but it did cost them something. My father, I know, throughout his life, about three times he had to take a leave of absence. He pastored eight different churches during his career. But because of the torture he went in a concentration camp, uh, he had to rest at times because of the pressure of ministry. Pastor?
2: Amen. Now, the question we'd ask ourselves, Dr. Hansen, is why do we build an altar? Looking back at the book of uh, First, Second Samuel 24-25, 20, uh, says, and David built there an altar. To the Lord. Why would he go back and build an altar? Because God had to come back again and bless them. That was where the blessings of God would come from. To bless. We need an
0: altar. Because a clean altar is what God will bless. Amen. Our church is the church you're attending a clean altar or do they compromise with sin do they back sins of abomination the Bible condemns uh, are your is your life a clean altar uh, or are you engaged in compromise God blesses a clean altar a life that is doesn't continue to sin or compromise let me tell you where are you at today pastor device
2: yeah. We need to check our lives. Where are you up today? Are you with God? Is your life clean? Is your life pure and and, and right with God? Are you walking right with God? Which altar have you built? What kind of altar are you building to the Lord? We need to have a question to ourselves.
0: Am I altar right with God? We need to come with a clean heart. It could be a family issue, a problem at work, financial problem, trouble in your marriage, even a loved one with an addiction. God can solve it. But let your altar be clean. Amen? Amen. You're listening, watching to The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Anson, President of World Ministries International, Eagle Saving Nations, with Bishop Tobias Nehemiah, who lives in Kenya, East Africa. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. We need clean altars in America again. Give what you can. It takes money to be on this program. God bless you. And you're listening to OmegaManRadio.com with Shannon Davis. OmegaRadio.com
1: Shannon? Hey, this is a great program tonight. Uh, a couple comments on what you were talking about. You know, just as you mentioned, the Word of God says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And why are people putting graffiti on the walls of these temples. That's really what's happening when we're putting tattoos on our bodies. Um, Amen. Also, some people are burning strange incense in those temples cigarettes, weed. We're defiling the temple of the Holy Spirit. God says those who do that, he will destroy. So people need totally. to repent if they've done this. Another thing um, when a person is getting a tattoo, I believe that a blood sacrifice is being done to a demon. And we've had people that have been in the occult before who have testified as uh, even they cut on their skin. They saw demons manifest and drink the blood. Uh, Another possibility is uh, you're actually making a blood covenant unknowingly with the tattoo artist, and you're forming a soul tie through that blood sacrifice. And if you, of course, uh, you trace the history of tattoos, uh, tattoos go back to... um, Specific rituals to be possessed by a demon uh, whose logo is that um, tattoo that they're putting on you. You know, I was about 18, and thank God I didn't follow through with this. I had the crazy idea, Brother Hanson, of uh, going and getting a, a green dragon on my arm. I'd seen some kung fu movie. Thank God I didn't, because the dragon is Satan's call sign. And there's people yes. walking around with dragons. And these things bring curses. Uh, these things have occult power. The symbols have power in the spirit world. And uh, I think it, uh, if you really boil it down, I think people have identity problems. You know, there are some clearly who are doing it and they're in rebellion. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Others feel rejected, they're trying to belong. Well,. We need to find our identity in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in some tattoo. And, uh, you know, this is mutilation of the body, the tattoos, the earrings. You know, if you look at men who have earrings, uh, the only place I can find in the Bible where men had earrings is when they became slaves. You know, there was a time where if you decided after, you know, serving your indentured servitude, you wanted to, uh, instead of being free, stay with your master, what would they do? They would take you out to a pole. And they would uh, bore a hole in your ear, put an earring in there. And uh, you should see the stuff that they're doing now. Uh, we've seen the tattoos on the arms, the face. Dr. Hansen, there are people that are tattooing their eyes with black ink. And you look at their eyes, they're as black as the night. Now, you can you can lose your vision that way. What would cause people to do this? Demonic... Spirits that come in and over time they get more and more and they become infested. And the end result is you look at people and you can see the transformation that has occurred. People are literally being transformed into, if you will, walking demons. Uh, You look at them, what are they reflecting? They're not reflecting Jesus Christ. And I know that uh, there have been some in the church say, well, I'll go get Jesus tattooed on me. There's nowhere in the Word of God where Jesus says he wants his name tattooed on us. And again, he says uh, you're not to make any cuttings on the flesh. This is forbidden. I believe it brings a curse. It it brings demonic infestation. And people have done it. They need to repent. Break that curse and go and sin no more. Because they are uh, going down a slippery slope of destruction. And uh, it starts with one tattoo and then, you know, they've got their neck covered and They've got their face covered, and God forbid you've done that. That's going to be real tough to get off when you wake up one day and you realize you've mutilated yourself. And, you know, you could say this covers into the sexual mutilation that's going on right now in the schools. The tattoos, the piercings, the earrings, now they're mutilating private parts, castrating children, castrating girls. You know, this used to be a crime. You would hear it talked about where, you know, certain African nations were uh, uh, sexually mutilating the the baby girls as they were born, cutting off their clitoris. Uh, that was a, a, a crime against humanity. And now it's being accepted and commonplace in America to castrate boys and girls. Uh, we need Jesus Christ and his ministry of deliverance like never before. And if the church does not begin to take their place on the battle lines and bind and loose and fight back and do what Jesus Christ did with signs that follow in my name they shall cast out devils there's going to be a lot of people answering before the judgment seat of God for the blood on their hands of people who perished because they didn't want to let deliverance in their churches that's my micro sermon back to you
0: well i tell you what that's excellent Shannon and you're right and I've written the uh, articles in the past on just what you're talking about earrings and the uh, I like what you said as far as uh, people being transformed into walking demons, because that's what's happening. The demonic stronghold is getting so strong. America looks like a foreign nation. And uh, I've heard Christians say, well, this is our culture. Yeah, our culture has become demonic. It's become a culture like India. And uh, again, the movie Avatar. Christians in America don't even know what they're watching, what they're doing. They're totally naive. Our culture has become pagan, demonic. Uh, we are, if you want to say, we are like the dark continent. Uh, many of these countries, uh, the Christians are way more aware of what's going on than Christians in America. And, uh, but we have become so naive. The Bible is so clear that if we don't know the truth, we are deceived. The truth sets us free, and the truth is not being preached behind the pulpit today. Uh, we could clarify that again and again. Sure, you're going to find remnants, remnants like your program, mine and others, and, and some pastors, but it's a remnant. It's a minority, and the problem is, again, there's not enough salt to uh, let the the, the meat be purified be sanctified be preserved and we are decaying we are decaying because of a lack of truth i mean you know people's bodies are starting to look like lizards and demons and dragons and and snakes and uh, shannon it's ugly it's just flat ugly and um as you mentioned you got all these christians uh uh well i i put mary on my body or i put my mother on my body or, or, or i i put jesus on my body and again don't you understand and they don't understand what the word of god says and one lady came back well that's old testament and uh, on one of my blogs and uh, that's old testament she doesn't understand the old and new testament sinner grace she just flat doesn't understand the bible and uh um, but yet she's, she you know, boasts about her church while her pastor is as dumb as a doornail. But uh, I'm just, just tired of being uh, sort of politically correct with some of these pastors. They are destroying their people, and their people argue with such stupidity. Shannon?
1: Absolutely. It brings a curse. It's rebellion to the Word of God. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Uh, We don't want to do these things, because if we do, we're going to suffer the consequences and bring demonic spirits into the households, and they're beginning to attack everybody. And uh, they're putting them on their body, for goodness sake. Bad enough that people have these idols in their houses, these accursed objects that send a signal out to the spirit world, hey, open season here, all demons invited in my house. Let me tell you, some of these things will, they're like... um, radioactive in the spirit, uh, Dr. Hanson, you know, people with Buddhas in their house. Uh, I had that happen in my own family, and it brought cancer and premature death. And I told the person, you've got other gods in your house. Oh, well, they're just beautiful Asian sculptures. I said, do you know what that is? That's a demon god. You need to get it, throw it out of your house, destroy it, because it's going to bring a curse and literally... The death angel entered that house and took him out before his time. Why are people dying before their time? Because ignorance of the word of God and rebellion to it. Back to you.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, you go through some of these nations, they want to sell you masks or give you masks. I had people even give them to me, and I throw them away. Because, again, what it represents, the demon behind it. You know, these. Uh, we, we could really go deep into this subject like the totem pole's you know, the totem poles, uh, the different faces on there, what they represent, demonic strongholds and demons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, also, on the, where they place the totem pole, on the very bottom where they place it is a human skull where somebody was killed. And so, I mean, people don't even understand that, oh, that's a beautiful totem pole. Well, dig it up and you might find a skull. And uh, if you really see what they're what they're honoring and and uh, worshiping with these figures on that
1: totem pole. Shannon? Let me share with you one more quick story, a uh, true story here in Bali, Indonesia. So seven years ago we arrived, and um, I wasn't prepared for this environment over here. I brought seven suits thinking I would need them, and uh, I wore one for my marriage and gave the rest away. It was so hot. Nobody wears a full suit down here. So I didn't have the right um, – Uh, Clothing, And I went down to a surf shop here in Cuda Beach, and I decided to pick up some T-shirts. And Dr. Hanson, I was kind of in a hurry. I grabbed some stuff that uh, looked like it would fit. I liked the color. Took it home to my um, motel room that night. Went to bed, and I was awoken with a scream from my wife next to me in the bed. And she began to speak in tongues and do spiritual warfare. And it woke me up. I'm like, what's going on? She said, there's a demon over there on that chair where you threw that T-shirt that you bought tonight. She began to rebuke it. I did too. And then I went over to see what the heck happened. And I looked at the pocket of this T-shirt, Brother Hanson, and it was some ornate um, illustration. It was a jungle scene. And I'm looking. I saw a frog in there. And then, uh uh-oh, I see this demon face. And I looked it up. It was like a Popeye demon with tusks turned out to be Rangda, Queen of the Demons, in the Balinese culture. Now, it was just an illustration on a sleeve pocket. It was enough to bring a demonic spirit in there, and uh, that demon is like, hey, that's my property. It's in your room, fine. It gives me legal right to come in there. I had to repent for ignorance and, and not carefully examining what I bought. And uh, I had to destroy it. And when I did, I repented. I broke the curse, commanding demons to get out in Jesus' name. Now, we had a demonic attack from a symbol on a T-shirt. That same symbol and others as bad are being imprinted on people's skin. You don't think it's going to have some dire consequences? I was warned when I came here, do not buy anything made by the local artisans because it's probably all been prayed for and dedicated to the demons and probably has a curse. And the more I have uh, looked into the stuff that people are buying here, and they buy in places like uh, Hawaii, the little gods, and they take it back and they wonder why all hell has broke loose, uh, or you know things in some of these other countries. Maybe we visited in the past on a mission trip like Haiti, and you get a little beggar statue and it brings poverty into your house. You know These things are charged with occult power. They have demons attached to them. And this has even been proven in the Native American culture where people go out and collect arrowheads and they think, oh, this is pretty cool. And, you know, I, I do too until I found out that uh, when the Native Americans were making these implements to go to war with the bow and arrows, they would run them through the smoke and put them through rituals to charge them with demonic power so that they would fly swift and straight and hit the target. Well, those curses were never been broken. So when you bring those objects into your house, you bring curses. And the late Wynn Worley of Hegwish Baptist Church, who was in deliverance ministry, uh, told many stories where people came in and they had illnesses, and God showed them to the Holy Spirit. They had occult objects in the house, and this one particular family had this big collection of arrowheads. They were all filled with curses, and uh, they were reluctant at first to get rid of it. But when they did and repented for ignorance and bringing that stuff in the house, broke the curse in Jesus' name, they were healed of the infirmity that would not go any other way because it was tied to a cursed object. So I'm very careful now that I know uh, the propensity for people to do rituals on these objects, and then you bring it in and it brings the curse in your house. You know, uh, sin in the camp, the sin of Achan. You know, uh, brought sin in the camp. Uh, it happens in 2023. People need to be very careful not put things on their body, not do the piercing. Uh, do a house cleaning, get many of these accursed objects out of the house that have no business there, and uh, they might see some breakthroughs where they have not before. That's my micro sermon. <laughs>
0: Well I tell you what, that was excellent. And we've we've done a lot of cleansing of homes and other things and taken objects out and and got rid of them and things like this and uh you know, people say America is turned upside down, we don't recognize it anymore. Uh I go right back again to your statement, people being transformed into walking demons. In other words, the demonic stronghold and influence in America is so great. Uh you wonder why and you look and say, What's going on? Well, a lot of it is just the demonic stronghold and influence of demons and, and America is in a desperate fight for its survival uh, is, is, it, is it going to be a nation under God or a nation under demons and so walking demons walking demons you know right now are are actually living in the White House and uh, uh, much of the Senate and Congress we got walking demons and we you know that explains it pretty good Shannon
1: the good news is people can repent uh, there may be someone who got tattoos in the military or in their youth or got drunk and woke up and they found a tattoo the next morning. Uh, repent. Call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness. Break that curse in Jesus' name. Command the demons to come out and go and sin no more. And of course, if you can get a laser tattoo removal, that's pretty good because some people got some pretty heinous, heinous things, even baffle symbols on their bodies or pentagrams. But uh, there is forgiveness through Jesus. Uh, Dr. Hansen, I want you to tell people as we're closing tonight how they can get in contact with your ministry, how they can partner and support it.
0: Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. That's our website. Uh, you can find it there. You can support it in our website multiple ways. You could write a check and send it to... Uh, World Ministries International PO Box 277 Stanwood, Washington 98292 again address the check to WMI don't address it to me WMI and then send it to World Ministries International PO Box 277 Stanwood, Washington 98292 PO Box 277 Stanwood, Washington 98292 Our phone number, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. Once again, 360-629-5248. Operators are there. They will be glad to uh, accept your donations. Also, make sure you sign up for our news articles, pastoral articles. Twice a month, they go out absolutely free. And uh, you can do that from our website worldministries dot org or our phone number three six zero six two nine five two four eight. And again, really join Eagle Saving Nations. We we're trying to again uh, in every nation uh, wake up the church. Let the power of God come down. There's got to be a mighty repentance. We're trying to get into the stadiums in the in the different nations. We've got to have, again, just like Elijah, uh, the power of God coming down against these false prophets and the power of our living God burning up the lies of Satan. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Eagles Saving Nations, Eagles Saving Nations, worldministries.org, sign it. And uh, look forward to one day, Shannon,
1: uh, coming to Indonesia and being with you. Yes, sir. It will be an honor, and the invitation is open anytime. We'd love to have you. Thank you, Dr. Hanson, for having us uh, here on this program, and uh, encourage everybody to partner with World Ministries International and tune into the Daily Warning broadcast. We love you all. Thank you, Shannon. God bless you. God bless you. Folks, stand by as we crank up our next broadcast. Here we go.